Hey, well, good morning, Family Church. We hope you're all doing well. Um, we're in for a great morning. We've come to that time where we're going to pause for thought. We've had some incredible teachings over the last five weeks. And um, rather than just moving on and to the next series or the next teaching, we're going to take time this morning and we're just going to chew over what's already been taught. So for those that don't know us, my name's Sean. This is my wife, Paula, and we're pastors here at Family Church. And yeah, we're just going to take this time this morning just to go through the five weeks and, and look at kind of things that we got from it and uh, talk amongst ourselves and um, hopefully you'll be able to get something from it as well. Paula. Awesome. So yeah, as Sean said, we've had such an incredible few weeks just really delving into taking time to mm. look at the Holy Spirit. And it has been so good. Pastor Andy's done such an amazing job. And I think for me, there was a lot of things that were reminders, but then there were a lot of things that were like, oh, wow moments that I had yeah. totally missed and yeah today we're just going to unpack that with you all um you know we all know that life can has its have its ups and downs but I'm so glad that God provides us with the power that we need to yeah. live for him that is the Holy Spirit and it's been such a good reminder when we started into week one where we were talking about you shall receive power Oh, I was like, OK, <laughs> what a reminder what that was. I like I thank God daily for my salvation and for saving my life. But I'm so glad it doesn't end there. Mm. There is more. Yeah. We were reminded that we weren't just sealed by the Holy Spirit, but we were filled with him. Mm. That means he lives in every single one of us. And. As Pastor Andy was saying, if we live our lives just sealed by the Holy Spirit, we won't really allow God to move in our lives. We won't allow him to be the strength of our lives. And if we get caught up in that and we don't really let the Holy Spirit move in our life, it's so easy to slip into religion mm -hmm. when we start thinking to ourselves, I must be good today. I must be kind. I must be loving. I must be patient. I must be peaceful. I must be... I must be a must be and you know we all know if we tried to do that we would get so burnt out yeah. because we are simply trying to modify our behavior mm. and that's impossible behavior modification is not the gospel mm. it is not the gospel it's that good. we read in our bible the bible says that when he filled us with his spirit it gave us the ability to live the lives that he's called us to live mm. so positive thinking it's great, but it doesn't last. Yeah. Our world at the moment is full of self-help books, self-help courses, self-care, self, self, self. But you know what? Self-help and self-care and all of those things, they're great to an extent, but they can only do so much. Mm. God does something completely different. And I've just been so overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit in the last few weeks. Mm. You know, when we are filled with the Spirit, when the power of God has come upon us, Everything changes. It empowers us, it enables us, and it gives us the ability to live for him. That excites me. Yeah, I'm like, come on. Come on yeah. <laughs> like, I just imagine God, you know, looking down at us and realising they really can't live without me. <laughs> like, they actually can't do it. So what did he decide to do? He decided to come and make his home in yeah, us. Good. In John 14, um, 23, it says... 
Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. What a beautiful reminder that he makes his home in us. He makes his home in me. He wants to be with me. He loves to be with me. Mm. And I love that. I don't want to live life in my strength, in my own strength. I'm not embarrassed to say I can't do it. I want God in me. I want God overflowing out of me. And I loved when we looked um, at Ezekiel and there's a verse that says, I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you and I will take out your stony, stubborn heart Mm. and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. It's not in our strength. It's because his spirit is in us that enables us to live for God. And I am a testimony of that. I did it in my own strength. Didn't work. (laughs) I did it with being overflowed by the Holy Spirit and it just came naturally. And so just to encourage you, banish the doubt that you may have about the Holy Spirit. Mm. Stop thinking, is he in me? Isn't he in me? I don't know if he's in me today. He is in you. He remains in you. He wants to be in you. Don't let doubt win. Don't let it come in and tell you that God does not live on the inside of you accept him at his word believe him and you will see a transformation in your everyday life amen wow that was awesome right well so again like paula we we will probably have different things that we got but what an incredible time it was you know what we kicked off with you shall receive power and for me the words that pastor annie shared were very important like being repositioned but also not left there but being empowered um i'll start with the scripture in 2 corinthians 5 17 that we're all very familiar with. Um, It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. And I love that, because that's speaking of our new life, our salvation, a repositioning of old to new. And um, that's what happens the minute we get saved. The minute we put our faith in Jesus, we are repositioned into a a new life. But um, he doesn't just leave us there, does he, to say, yeah, I've repositioned you. But he empowers us to live the repositioned life. Oh, I love that, that we're not just left to do it, but he's empowering us also. Um, if we've been repositioned by God through salvation, but don't actually experience the filling of the Holy Spirit, actually, like Paula was just saying, it can sometimes lead to almost this religious way of living or legalism. It comes into self-works, which actually... Salvation wasn't through self-works. Why do we think that we can now live through the safe life through self-works? It's not going to work, is it? Um, And uh, yeah, so I was just so encouraged by this, that a life repositioned and also empowered causes us to not only live in him, but live in his strength, in all that he's given us. And one of my favourite verses that actually this week was, in this week was used, um, and those of you that know me probably know that I say this quite a lot, is Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ, And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I love this, that actually it's no longer me that's living. No longer that's me that's living, but actually the life that you see living is a life by faith in Christ. I mean, when you get hold of this, for me, it's like, come on, it's empowering me to say, actually, I don't want to walk according to the ways of the flesh, according to the ways of my old man. I want to walk in faith in the son of God who died for me. Um, 
So again, we have been empowered to walk in this uh, newness of life. Um, Pastor Andy shared this incredible visual uh, thing of a bad driver. And for me, anytime this visual, visual things get shared, I think it really opens my eyes. And he said a bad driver who keeps crashing a car can't just get in a new car and expect to fix everything. Because that's the way the world works, isn't it? You know, oh, it all went wrong, get something new, start again. Oh, it all went wrong, get something new, start again. Hold on, we not, we, we, at this point, we probably need to look in the mirror. <laughs> we, need to, we need to get a big old mirror, as big as it can get, and, and stare deep into it, because I think you'll find the problem. It'll be staring <laughs> right back at us. And that will be often ourselves. Because the reality is that if we have been repositioned but are trying to live this life in our own strength, we're going to keep making mistakes. We're going to keep getting it wrong. But we need to realise that there is a driver that wants to take hold of the keys, that has a greater understanding of how to drive this car. Um, and actually, for the safety of others and the safety of ourselves, wants to lead you in driving it. And I love that, that he's empowered us. He's given us a new driver, someone that will help us um, in this life. And we have to hand those keys over. Um, and it's about submission to the Holy Spirit in this place. When he's in control, we're safer. And actually, others are safer. And actually, more things can get done. One of the scriptures I just wanted to finish on with, with this week one was this Psalms 23, 4 says this. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I love this, because it says, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Do you know in life there's valleys of shadows of death that come knocking? They come knocking, whether it be through a financial crippling or whether it come through kind of distress in every, every area. There are things that come knocking on our door. Just because we're saved doesn't mean they're not going to come knocking. But do you know what? It carries on, says, though, there are, though, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why, why should we not fear no evil? Because what he says next, for you are with me. You know, his Holy Spirit is with us, empowering us. And when we understand God is with us, it empowers us even in the darkest times of our lives. Even when everything comes to try and knock and take us out, when he's in us, it can't take us down. It can't overcome us because actually we are empowered. We are living through the power of the Holy Ghost. I love that. You know, I really, really love that. So for me, what a great start we had. I knew when I was listening, I was thinking, wow, I thought the year started great and now it's getting better. <laughs> it's getting better. These teachers are getting better. And I know as we journey through the rest of this year, it's going to get incredible. And I'm really excited. But then we moved on to the next um, teaching, um, being filled with power. And I, from this, very much opened my eyes of a revelation of from the inside out. Do you know sometimes when you get revelations, like you get it and you try telling other people and you think they don't get this, it's just <laughs> for me. This. And that's kind of what it was for me with this week. I was really excited about what God was speaking to me from this week. But as I was sharing it, I was thinking, maybe this is just for me, you know, because like, I don't think people are getting this. It's really simple, but it was blowing my mind about this whole inside out. And then John seven thirty-seven to 39, it says this, on the last day, so this is Jesus um, about to speak. He says, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow uh, rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit. Whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. So he was forthcoming. He was foretelling what was about to happen um, with the Holy Spirit. And what he says is whoever believes in him out of his heart will throw, flow rivers of living water. And I love this. 
we're not waiting for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to come almost from the outside, but actually it's coming from within us. This baptism, this explosion of the Holy Spirit actually from salvation and we receive the Holy Ghost comes from the inside of who we are. Why am I, and I I question myself, why would I be waiting for the Holy Spirit to flow onto me when actually he wants to flow out of me? And immediately when I got this picture um, that you'll probably all be able to picture in your mind as I say it, but a picture of a dam, you know, like the Hoover Dam or one of those incredible dams that you see in, in America. And I picture like our lives being this dam that's held up. But actually what Jesus wanted to do was break the dam and Come cause on, not skips. just a river, a stream. You might be thinking of a little river that you live by when you're thinking river. He doesn't want to do that. He wants the Holy Spirit to manifest in such a way that it will take everything in its stride. It will manifest in every area and explode out of yeah. us. Not a, not a stream, but a river gushing, overflowing, exploding into our lives. And that's what I pictured when I seen this. I thought... Holy Spirit, I'm not drawing you onto me. I'm drawing you out of me. Holy Ghost, come out of me. Explode out of my life. And so for me, I was excited by this. Again, that was a revelation for me. And I was like, wow. And um, yeah, and it, it just really kind of opened my eyes to my understanding of how I can walk with the Holy Spirit. That I'm not waiting for him to come, but he's already here and he's waiting to come out. And then we went on to speaking about... Um, we believe and then we receive. And this, again, was so, so good for me. In Acts 19, you, you, I'm not going to read the scripture, but in Acts 19, Paul comes to some um, believers in Ephesus. And he says, um, and they're believers, they're, they were, but they were only baptised with the baptism of John the Baptist, which we know was a baptism of repentance. And Paul, it, immediately as he was talking to them, brought to their understanding the baptism of the name of the Lord Jesus, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they were filled. And they started prophesying, speaking in tongues, and, and you can read it in Acts 19. But you know what I loved about this? And it's something that I need to look at myself quite often because I can do. There was nothing complicated about this. It wasn't that he went to yeah. them, sat them in a seminar, gave them a degree, six years worth of teaching, and then they received the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say any of that in there. It says that they merely taught them, said what should happen, and they believed it. And immediately, the following sentence, they received it. Oh, isn't that simple? How often me, myself, who can overthink things, can sometimes think there's more to it than that. But do you know what? God's not complicated. Human beings are complicated because we try <laughs> to get involved with it and we complicate things. But God's very simple in his understanding. He says, believe and you shall receive. Oh, wow. OK, that takes the striving off of it and all the, all the headache of trying to understand it. And do you know, one of these blockages that can sometimes arise in a person's life is, is that human understanding and here it's it's academic understanding you know it's got nothing to do with receiving the holy ghost or holy spirit it's, it's got nothing to do with us being filled with the holy spirit our, our level of academic understanding or, or knowledge of it actually it's as simple as like a child who believes and receives that we would come to god believe and receive and then we would be filled not a little bit but over overfilled just completely filled with every part of our lives being manifested mm -hmm. like that dam bursting out so for me I was just so blessed about this because it actually opened my eyes to I can just trust God believe him and be filled on a daily basis
That's so good. I love that. Believe and receive. Yeah. Believe and receive. Get rid of doubt. Let's believe and receive. Um, in week three, um, we spoke about welcoming the Holy Spirit into our lives. Mm. And wow, that week blew me away. I think all of them did genuinely. And I'd really encourage anyone who's kind of thinking, what are you guys talking about again? <laughs> to go back and listen to the messages. Yeah. They were so, so good and so rich and one of the things that we spoke about was how we need to let every area of our lives to be filled with the Holy Spirit Mm. and God wants us to be overwhelmed with this new life overwhelmed that our old life has gone overwhelmed and saturated by his power and work in our life and it really spoke to me because I think I've always seen the word overwhelmed as a negative Mm. thing you know like I don't know about you but I think I say it way too much oh today was so overwhelming oh this week's been so overwhelming all the time and I've heard it a lot from other people as well this year I'm so overwhelmed with life yet that week it really spoke to me because it made me think do I want to be overwhelmed with life or do I want to be overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit Mm. do I want the Holy Spirit to overwhelm me because you see when you're overwhelmed with life there's no good in that there's no fruit I can't think of one good thing that happens when I feel overwhelmed with life instead I just feel heavy I feel like life is too hard I feel like I can't do anything but when I'm overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit oh a whole different thing happens to me I feel his peace Mm. I feel his presence I feel like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and so I decided like over these weeks that I'm going to choose to be overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit I'm going to choose to give him full access of my life I'm going to choose to let him invade my life because to be overwhelmed and filled by him is so different than to be overwhelmed by this world yeah I want to be full of his power and able to live the life that he's called me to and I love when we looked at a verse in John when it was talking about when the Holy Spirit came to rest upon Jesus and it said the Holy Spirit came upon him and remained on him Mm-hmm. And I love that because I think I've always imagined God on the outside of me sitting there, like waking up in the morning and being like, are you there today, God? <laughs> or going somewhere or being in a difficult situation, a difficult room. And you're thinking, God, you are with me, right? You are with me. But knowing yeah. that he remains in me, good. that when we asked, he came. Wow. Wow. So now what do I need to do? I need to acknowledge him on a daily basis. I need to keep saying, God, you are welcome. Mm. Holy Spirit, reign over me, reign in my life. I begin to declare and and say, Lord, speak and I will listen. Send me and I will go. It doesn't only leave me empowered. The Holy Spirit in us doesn't only leave us empowered about life, but it empowers us and leaves us empowered over sin. Yeah. Completely empowered over sin. In Romans 8, 9, 11, it says, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. Mm. You are controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you, do we have his spirit living in us? And if we do, 
He controls us. He moves our life. He draws us to where we need to go. And I just love those thoughts. That's really good, Paula. Yeah, I love that. Being overwhelmed. We can choose, can't we? Be overwhelmed with our surroundings or be overwhelmed by his presence in us. And that's really, really good. I love that. For me, when this week came, again, Pastor Annie shared an incredible picture and about hosting his presence and being a host. And actually the reality of that, we're called to host his presence on a daily basis. And again, that visual picture for me really kind of opened my eyes. But 1 Corinthians 6.19 says this, that do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Whom you have from God and you are, and you are not your own. Love this. Powerful bit of scripture. But actually that we as people are temples of the Holy Spirit. That he's now living in us. Actually, just to, just to stop there, that he is willing to live within us. Isn't that incredible? That we have this privilege of being able to host the Holy Spirit in the temple of who we are. And he's willing to sit and listen to us. So we're the temples that carry the Holy Spirit. And then we're hosting him on the inside of who we are. And in this picture that Pastor Annie shared, which was so good, and it kind of made me laugh because I was reading a book recently by um, another pastor, Pastor Robert Morris, that actually shared a very similar um, analogy to this about us hosting um, a guest in our house and how that if someone came into your house, and I'm sure you can picture times when we've hosted people, and, and if, they, if they went in and, and you just opened the door, they came in and you ignored them, they went up the stairs, you just ignored them, they came down in the morning and said, good morning, you looked at them and went, <laughs> and then walked in the other room and shut the door. This reality of how incredibly awkward and tense that situation would be. It would almost be like a standoff awkwardness. And for the person who is being in the house as the guest, I wouldn't want to be there. I'd probably be off. Um, <laughs> and the reality is that we wouldn't do that, would we? That's the reality. We wouldn't do that. If we had someone coming to the guest, this is where this book made me laugh. Usually what Pastor Robert said is my wife would bring out the good knife and forks. She starts bringing out the good um, bits of furniture and things start coming out that I'm not even allowed to sit on. But the guests are allowed them because usually when we have a guest, sometimes the best of what we've got comes out for them because we want to kind of impress them and we want to make them feel welcome. Right. But how, actually, when I started thinking about this for myself, When we look at the Holy Spirit, who is that guest in our house, who has made home within us? Do I give him the best of what I've got? Do I give him the best of what I've got? Or do I give him the second best? Do I give him the last of who I am? Do I please myself throughout the day and at the end acknowledge him and say, oh yeah, thanks for being there today, giving me all the strength that I needed to get through that? Or do I acknowledge him? Do I say... Good morning, Holy Spirit. Just like Pastor Andy shared about that book from Benny Hinn that was written so many, I think maybe 20, 30 years ago. Such a simple book, such a simple theology, but actually that we welcome him and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Because the reality is when we wake up, he's already standing there welcoming you. He's already saying, good morning, and ready to do life. But how often, again, I'm speaking about myself, can I just brush myself down and get on with life and not realise that actually there's a welcoming of the guest, of not just a normal person, not just some person, not a king or queen of the world, of of the country, but the creator of heaven and earth who is now residing inside of me, who spoke all things into existence, has willing to sit within my temple and be uh, in communion with me. How can I ignore him? How can I I pretend not to, to welcome him? How can I not, you know, wanting to give him the best of who I am? So for me... 
again, that visual picture was, again, I'm, I love visual pictures, really, really helps me understand <laughs> things. But I was like, wow, God, don't let me fall down that trap of not welcoming you in every morning and, and, and giving the best of who I am to you. But also, if I'm hosting the presence of God, everything else must bow down. We shared, uh, Pastor Annie shared this incredible scripture in 1 Samuel 5, and it's this moment that the Philistines have taken the Ark of the Covenant which obviously in the Old Testament was carrying the presence of God. And they brought it into um, a place where there was false or, or, or kind of idol gods. And one of them was Dagon. Um, and, do you know, first and foremost, when we look at the Ark of the Covenant, we carry the presence of God. Sometimes when you look in the Old Testament, you can think, oh, the Ark of the Covenant that must have been awesome, like the presence of God. But we forget to realise that actually we are like the Ark of the Covenant. We carry the presence of God inside of us, you know. How incredible must that be for anyone who was living in the Old Testament? What a joy that would have been to be able to carry the presence of God within who they were. But we've got that privilege of being able to carry the presence of God. But what I love in this scripture is that when they came in um, the next morning, this false God, this idol God, Dagon, had fallen over, almost face planting down, almost bowing down at the Ark of the Covenant. And it's that incredible realisation that all false gods fall in the presence of the Lord and his presence is in me so how can anything that's I don't know an idol stand in his presence Mm. I'm called this is again speaking of myself I'm called we're called to serve God not money not materialistic living not my feelings all these things must come second in the presence of God yes all those things are in life and all those things can better things and we can use money for the glory of God and we have to have materialistic stuff but I do not serve it as my God my God the king the creator of heaven and earth the one who lives and made home within me who's given me salvation he's the one that I serve and in his presence everything else must fall and I'm so glad because everything else when it's outside of the control of God is messy anyway so rather have him in control amen 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 (laughs) I love that and it's just like as Sean was sharing it's just making me think that I've been a Christian for about 15 years now and it's so true when the presence of God in Fades your life it just it's like it sweeps everything mm. away it knits you back together it fixes your brokenness it ma- he makes you whole yeah. he does such a new thing in our lives and um, I think we're both a testimony of it in in everything I know like in hard times when things have felt hard in life it's like what do we need we need more of him yeah there's never a point i think in a difficult time in our life where we thought oh what do we need ah what like what can we get it's always more of him more of his presence or more of a revelation of his presence in our lives and i'm just desperate for that i'm I loved what you just shared, Sean, because it just made me remember about that God just kept falling down, falling down as they were, as because he was in the presence of God. Yeah, yeah. And it makes me think, do you know what? Put your life in his presence. Yeah. Bring your life back into the presence of God. Don't wait for us to meet back again on a Sunday. Yeah, do good. it today. Do it now. Yeah. Put yourself in the presence of God and watch things fall off your life. Yeah. Watch things just break off your life because 
because that's the power of God. That's really good. And we know it to be true because we've experienced it, in our, experienced it in our own lives. We know it to, to be true because we've watched it happen in other yeah. people's lives that we've walked with before. How amazing is the power and presence of God? And he lives in us. Mm, that's really good. I Paula. loved when we spoke about like the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And we touched on firstly he be, him being our helper. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> We don't have to be helpless anymore. We don't have to live this life alone. How good is God? Mm. It makes me think, you know, like when we say we've been born again, we're baby Christians. Can you imagine an earthly parent when a child is born? If we say, oh, you're born, now you're in a world, we'll leave you to it. That would be crazy. (laughs) Yet God is exactly the same. He doesn't leave us to it when we're born again. He says, I am going to look after you. I am going to be your helper. The beauty of God as well, he doesn't like most parents, you're 18, you're on your own now. (laughs) He doesn't even do that. He says... All the days of your life, I'm going to remain in you. All the days of your life, I'm going to walk with you when it's hard and when it's good. When you have ups, when you have downs, even in your darkest valleys, even when you've made the mistakes yourself, even when you've done something wrong. He still walks with you. He doesn't just give up on you or leave you. He is our helper. So are we drawing on him for help or are we doing this alone? We don't get any extra claps when we get to heaven for walking this life on our own. Mm. We don't. (laughs) But do you know what? The beauty of God is that he wants us to walk with him. He wants us to. He wants to help us. He also wants to be our leader and our guide, as Pastor Andy shared. And I love that thought as well. Guide me, Lord. Lead me teach me as well be the one that teaches me things share with me things that no one else knows Mm. guide my life lord i want to be sensitive to the holy spirit and i also want him to refine me for him to be in my life that he sees something he says that "Mm, i don't like that paula (laughs) and i'm like okay i surrender lord but he can see things in my life and say come on let's get rid of that now you don't need that anymore And isn't that the beauty of God? We don't have to look at our life and try and think of all the things that are not good about us or all the things we need to get rid of. He will just gently lead us when it's time. He will find us when he needs to. One agenda the Holy Spirit has to make us Christ-like. Do we look like him? Do you look like him? And it won't happen by just tuning in once a week on a Sunday. It's by spending time with him daily. Can you imagine if the Holy Spirit said to us, do you know what? You can only spend time with me on a Friday. What happens if we need him on a Thursday? (laughs) We're a bit stuck, but he doesn't do that. And in 2 Corinthians um, 13, 14, it says, Now may the grace and joyous favour of the Lord Jesus Christ, the unambiguous love of God and the precious communion that we share in the Holy Spirit be yours continually. Mm. I love that. Continually. Like my husband, Sean's great, but he's not with me all the time. (laughs) Like my friends and my family, they're great, but they're not with me all the time. Yeah. When I'm alone and I need God, what do I do? I can call on him. He is in me. He is with me. He wants to walk with me. 
And so I pray that over these last few weeks, you've been so encouraged and, and empowered to realize you are not mere men. Yeah. You have the power, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Yeah. Walking with you, talking with you, moving in your life, filling you with every good thing, filling you with the love that you need, filling you with the joy that you need, the peace that you need, everything that you need, he fills you with. How good is that? It's like nothing I could ever imagine God has done. (laughs) I couldn't even imagine the goodness of God. And then when he fills you with your Holy Spirit, you're like, wow, it just keeps on getting better. The closer I get to God, the better it gets. Mm. And I'm just amazed by that. If you would let him, the Holy Spirit would be the best friend you could ever ask for. The best thing you could ever want, that hole that you're still trying to fill things with, it's the Holy Spirit you need flowing through you, filling up every hole and pouring out of you. Overflow, Lord, overflow in our lives. That's really good. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what an incredible, that was really good. Passionate. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But yeah, this week was incredible. I mean, we could, you could teach so much on top we could go on for ages on this one helper teacher i mean when i first came to church i was i was helpless i was people will tell you i was a mess (laughs) and i needed help but thank god that his spirit was the one that could really help Mm -hmm. he was the helper but also a teacher i love that a leader and a guide um you know he leads us into into all truths he guides us in the way in which we live but the one that really kind of hit home for me was that refiner when i think i was thinking wow i love this you know, Romans eight twelve to 13 says this, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Mm. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And I love that because we're not. We're not in debt to the flesh to live according to the ways of the flesh. In fact, the, the, the flesh, the old man has died. And now we live in, in the ways of the spirit, put to death those deeds of the flesh. And you know what? You can't do this in your own strength. If you try to, all you will do is bring legalism, judgment upon yourself and others. Because as you try to do it and you notice other people doing it, you don't have a grace for them. And you start thinking, well, why are they allowed to do it? And all of a sudden, this legalistic way of behaviour modification comes in, as Paul has said mm. before, that actually God wants to take us through a refining process like gold. And, and do you know what? It's, it's really good for us. It can hurt. It can feel, you know, the word of God is a sharp, is a, is a two-edged sword. It divides between soul and spirit. It's meant to hurt sometimes, but it's a good yeah. thing because what God is doing is taking us from a place of you can no longer do those things anymore because they're not good for you. And they're going to take us and grow us. And I'm, th- I'm so thankful to God that he doesn't do this on day one. Day one, all of it needs to change because I would have been overwhelmed, you know. There was so much in my life that on the journey, God was like, like you just said, Paul, you know, that can't be anymore. You need to get rid of this way of living, this way of thinking, this way of acting is not of you anymore. And slowly he brings us to this refining process. Yeah. Um, now, 2 Corinthians three seventeen to 18 says, now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Isn't that awesome? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. What's liberty? It's freedom. There is freedom within us because the spirit of the Lord is there. This morning, the spirit of the Lord is within you. There is a freedom within you. But we, in verse 18, it says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord, 
are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. I love this. The Holy Spirit is that refiner who clears out the impurities in us and brings us into liberty, but then doesn't stop there bringing you into freedom. He takes you and says, actually, and now I'm going to refine you from glory to glory to glory. It's going to get better. Okay, life might get harder, but the inside of who you are, the way in which you live, the way in which you see things is going to get better and better. And I'm going to transform you into a greater you, a better you, another you. And it's going to get better and better every day. But you say, but my life looks terrible, but doesn't matter because outside doesn't matter. What matters is who's inside of you. And according to this scripture, liberty is with inside of you that means freedom even if you feel like the world is caving in inside of you he who lives in you is greater than he who's on the outside of you that means i have nothing to fear back to psalms 23 like i said why do i need to fear through the valley of the shadow of death i don't i shall fear no evil why because he's with me and liberty is with inside of me and i'm going to walk in the fullness of this and actually you can probably think sometimes in your life that it isn't always um fun life sometimes gets hard the realness of it comes knocking. And, you know, for the old Sean, the Sean that was 12 years ago walking in this world, the things that came in were drink, were drugs, any form of way of getting over that. But you know what? When he stepped in, Come it's on. a drawing on his presence. Yeah. It's a drawing in the power of the Holy Spirit that causes me to overcome. And what happens? You go from glory to glory. No self-help book can, can do this. No, no form of kind of help outside of God can really, truly transform a person like when you walk according to the spirit who puts to death the deeds of the flesh and so for me I was just like wow yeah come on God let this liberty flow out of me amen amen it's so so good and you know what I think the more you meditate on the word of God the more you um just spend time dwelling on on his word the more it just keeps filling you and filling you and filling you and it's been like extra good for us um, preparing for this because we've been able to re-listen to the messages and I'd really encourage everyone to do that once again because it just was like oh okay God this is good good. this is so so good and you know I loved when we were talking last week about how the Holy Spirit is not just for our benefit but also for the benefit for other people that God wants to overflow out of us for the benefit of others and I loved that because it was that reminder as well that the same spirit that was in Jesus Mm, lives in us the same spirit that was in the disciples lives in us the same spirit that was on Paul lives in us the same spirit that's on our leaders lives in every single one of us so yes we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us the agenda of the father's heart remains the same that no one will perish Mm. That no one will perish. And so what are we going to do? We're going to have to let his spirit overflow in us. Let it overflow into our workplaces, overflow out into the streets. I don't want to hear these messages and decide to remain like a powerless person who can't um, (laughs) can't preach the gospel, who can't believe that people will be healed and put my hands on them and lay hands on them and see healings and see signs and wonders. I'm choosing. I'm going to walk in the power and authority that you have given me. And I pray that we'll all step up and do exactly the same. I love that we also release peace. Mm. 
His character, Jesus's character also becomes our character. We can walk into places and come on, let's look at our world. (laughs) I don't even want to actually, it's a mess, (laughs) a complete mess. But do you know what? The the more I'm reading, the more I'm realising that we have the cure. We have the one thing that can change this world upside down. We have the one thing that can break through a hard, stubborn heart. And that is the power and the presence of God. So if we decide to keep it to ourselves, that's okay, but we're selfish. (laughs) If we decide to keep it to ourselves, this world is not going to be changed. So if I want, I want to encourage you, if your heart is being stirred by the news, if your heart is being stirred by the things that are happening all over this world, let the Holy Spirit fill you. Let it overflow out of you and be the change that God has called you to be. Come on, there's too many people perishing. I think of my own life and the people that I know who don't know Jesus yet, Mm. who don't know him. And I'm praying daily, Lord, let your spirit flow out of me. Give me the words I need to say. Give me, tell me what to do, Lord, and I'll be ready and wholly available for you to move. And not because of anything I can do. That's the beauty of God. Yeah. He's not even, sometimes I'm like, he's not even asking us to do anything. He's just saying, surrender to me yeah, and good. I will give you the spirit. I will give you every tool that you need to live for me. Yeah, How really amazing good. is that? He's going to give it to us if we let him. Mm. So I pray that over these weeks, it's left you with a heart of surrender saying, God, I lay my life before you. I lay my life on the altar and say, fill me. Fill me till I'm overflowing with your presence so I can be a change, not just for my own life, for the life of the other people around me. That's really good, Paulie. I love that. It's not just about us, is it? It's not just about, oh, yes, thank you, Lord, for making my life a bit better. But actually, we live in a world that's desperate. And actually, he doesn't half fill us, but he fills us to overflowing. And for us to draw on that daily and allow our lives to be like that glass of water that's just continually being poured. What's going to happen? Well, the Bible's going to get wet. The table's going to get wet. We're going to get wet. Because what happens when you overflow with something, it naturally pours out wherever it can find a way of getting. And I love that. That actually the world we live in being an overflow um and something that i got from this week was the reality that god can do much more and much a much better job than what i can do yeah. ephesians 3 320 says now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that what works in us not works outside of us not works on the pastor, not works on the leaders, not works on one of these guys on the TV that's praying through the TV, but actually, or one of these mega churches over in the world, it works within each one of us as believers, the power that works within us. That's not our power, as Paul has said. Thank God, it's not me doing it. It's him. But this is the question I ask myself. Do I understand the power that works in me? When I look in the mirror of my life, do I understand it fully? And if I don't understand it, how can I be confident with it? If you don't fully understand something, you ever been in those situations when you're not quite sure about a situation, you're never as confident, right? But when you've been doing something for a while and you're confident about it, you you know about it, you do it almost so confidently. And that's the reality. (coughs) And I got this picture as I was hearing this of, uh, you know, God started showing me 
I work with tools. I, you know, I do various things, but have worked with tools. And when I left school, I came out, and that's one of the things I did. For someone who doesn't have qualifications, you have to go and do stuff like that, building sites and tools and stuff. But I, I had this picture of a person breaking concrete. Um, using like a hammer and a bolster, if you've ever seen, that's a hard job to do. And it would take a lot of effort and probably wouldn't be that productive. You'd probably spend a whole day and probably just chip away a few bits, a hard bit of concrete if you've ever done it. There's people now going, yeah, yeah I've done that, blistered hand, <laughs> sore, hurts, you sweat in and you look and think, I've done nothing here, chipping away all day. But what happens if my van, in the van of my life was a pneumatic breaker, one, one of those things that you can plug in and and it starts tearing it up, you know, that had much more power and ability than what I was doing almost in my own strength. But because I was confident in what I was doing and comfortable, I wasn't willing to go outside of it because I wasn't really willing to know anything outside of my comfort zone. But actually, do you know what? Holy Spirit, you've given me more. You've given me a greater ability. You've given me that pneumatic drill that doesn't need to be a strive and a, and, a, and a stressful thing in my own strength. But you've given me the ability to draw on that so that actually I can be more effective, as Paul has said, in my world. You know, I think of, for me, I'm, I, I, I just feel empowered to walk not in my own strength to do something, which, again, is like your own effort, your own striving, tiredness, all those things that come in when you, you know, when you've really been trying to do it. But understanding the fullness of the spirit that overflows out of my life, which is a place of rest, a place of not striving. It's almost like, wow, how did that happen? Because actually God wants to do it. And he, all he wants us to do is let the overflow of the yeah. spirit pour out. And actually it's so much simpler. Two little statements that I read that I thought I'd finish on is this. You know what? I am not confident in myself. When I look at the old Sean and look at myself, I'm not. But by the overflow of the spirit... I can stand in God's strength and say, oh, I can do all things through God, Christ who strengthens me. Me without God? No, not a chance. Me with him, all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. There's nothing too big, nothing I can't, can't take on. Do you know, one of the very little simplest things that I struggled with in school was speaking in public. Refused to do it. Couldn't do it in my own strength. Isn't that funny? But actually through the power of God and his Holy Spirit, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's nothing we can't do in his strength. There's nothing we can't do in his rest and his ability. In myself, I don't find much ability, but in his ability and overflow in my life, I can do all things. I love that. In his ability, not us, not us striving. And you know what? You may be out there today and you're listening to this, tuning in, and you're saying, I need this. I need Jesus to turn up in my life. I've been trying this for too long. I've been trying everything. Yeah. I've been trying this, 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 and this to try and get help. But do you know what? I want to say this simply today, that Jesus is the answer, that he's the way, the truth, and the life. And when you have a relationship with Jesus, your life will never be the same again. Yeah. You, it will be like walking into a dark room and a switch being turned on and you see things for what they are. And I remember the day when I gave my life to the Lord, that a peace came upon my life that no doctor, no amount of people that I was seeing for help could ever give me, that Jesus himself brought this peace because wow. he's the Prince of Peace. And I just want us to pray today together that actually, that if you're out there today and you're saying, I need Jesus yeah. and I want his Holy Spirit, then we, you can agree with me today. And then um, you can also you know, contact us later as well and we can kind of get some information to you. But let's just pray this. Just um, agree, as I said, at home, you can just agree. Father... Thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for me. I no longer have to live by myself. I turn from my sinful nature 
and receive you this morning as my Lord and Saviour. Holy Spirit, fill every bit of emptiness in my life to overflowing capacity. Let every bit of darkness be broken right now. And let every bit of emptiness be filled. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And if you've prayed that and you've come into relationship with the Lord this morning, then we want you to contact us. You can, you can go to the website family.church and you can send us an email. We would love to be in contact with you and help you on this journey. That your life will never be the same again. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're so glad that you've joined us and let's continue to pray for the overfilling of the Holy Spirit yeah. in all of our lives. Amen. Take care, everyone. God bless. Bye.